0: Good evening, everyone. Hello, say hi if you're there or hashtag replay if you're watching this on replay. Now, how are you? How has the new year gone so far? I can't believe we're in 2024 already. It just seems crazy, absolute madness. Now, I hope you had a really, really nice festive break and just a lovely time with your loved ones and you had some time to relax. So, I don't know about you towards the end of the year, sometimes you can just feel really, really drained and really kind of overwhelmed with things. And I I went away for the Christmas period. I went away with Will, and then I had a couple of days away with my family. And I think I didn't really realize how much I needed to slow down until I actually did. And when I was away, I just, I just got so much energy, even more than normal, and inspiration from From being away and from seeing other things and everything that's going on, not just in the fitness industry but in general. So I've come back, I feel refreshed and I am ready to go. And I had a few messages from a few different people about putting weight on over Christmas. And they were panicking and they didn't know what to do next. And you know what? You see it all over the place, don't you? Hiya Claire. You see it all over the place. Like I don't know about you, but in my newsfeed it's all weight loss this, shake this, try this new diet. And it happens every single year. There's absolute information overload. It's, it's ridiculous. So what I wanted to do is talk to you a little bit about weight gain over Christmas, why you shouldn't really be worried about it and why actually it might not even be a permanent day. It could just be a temporary thing and it's totally normal. And what you can do next So whether it be a temporary weight gain thing or whether it's something that, you know, you've been trying to lose weight for so long. You tried so many different things. Maybe you you haven't found the thing that's right for you. You don't seem to be able to stick at anything or maybe you just feel like everything you try does not work and you don't know what you're doing wrong. So let's just have a little chat about this. And what I do want to say is a lot of it I found comes down to implementation and also thinking about what our future self would want and acting in a way that puts them in charge. (laughs) And I'll explain more about that in a moment. But I think we all know what we need to do, right? We need to eat healthy. We need to make sure we're going to bed at a decent time. We need to reduce our stress. We need to move our bodies more. We know, we know we need to do that. But we're always looking for a quick fix or a shortcut. It's in human nature. Look at Amazon Prime. We We live a lifestyle now where we want things we want it now, like right now. But the thing is good things come to those who wait and it's all about playing the long game. The long game because if you do that, you will find that your weight loss is more sustainable and you can maintain it. So when you reach that desired maintenance weight, you know, say, you don't just put the weight straight back on again. For example, a lot of people that do shake diets, they lose the weight very quickly, very, very fast. And then as soon as they come back to eat, quote unquote, normally, as in a normal diet, eating foods, they find that their weight shoots straight back up and it can be absolutely demoralizing. Or maybe you've gone on a real quick fix diet where you drop your calories dramatically. Yes, you get fast results, but then when it comes, when it comes back to getting into maintenance and eating normally again, do you find that you just fall off the wagon? And then maybe it goes the opposite way and because you're not seeing results, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And you go into this downward spiral. So firstly, I just want to say, let's think about playing the long game and make sure this is something sustainable, because actually you will get there faster doing it like that, as opposed to doing one fad, it working for a little bit, then it not working. Maybe you end up in a worse situation, then jumping onto the next fad and the next fad and the next fad to not actually get anywhere versus, okay, I'm going to do this sustainably and properly. I'm going to eat healthily. I'm going to move my body more. You know, keep it simple. Keep things simple. But a lot of us know we need to do this, but it is putting that information into play. How do we do that? And that's where I think the accountability and doing it with other people and being able to ask somebody questions, I think that that is golden, absolutely golden. Hi, Victoria. Hello, I hope you had a nice Christmas. So firstly, if we just backtrack a little bit, why do we gain weight over Christmas? And is it something we need to worry about? I just wanna let you know that it's completely, completely normal to gain a bit of weight over Christmas and it might not actually be fat, it might actually be water retention. So the foods that we eat over Christmas tend to be a bit higher in salt, a bit higher in carbohydrate, and when you eat foods that are higher in carbohydrates or higher in salt, you get water retention. Your body just basically, you know, is holding onto a bit more water. That food is absorbing more water, which makes you temporarily weigh slightly more until your body gets rid of it. It's not fat, it's just water retention. So that's one thing. The second thing is food volume. Like we actually tend to eat more food. So we've got to digest that food as well. So that might be there, sat in your, in your stomach, quite literally ready to be pooped out. And you might find that due to eating different foods and maybe being a bit dehydrated, if you've been having a lot of alcohol or if you've been a bit stressed, actually your digestion isn't as good. So that might be another reason. It might be the time of month. Alcohol, I've just said. We tend to have quite a bit of wine and drinks. We're celebrating at Christmas. You know, that's, what, that's what we tend to do. Um, not everyone, but that's what we tend to do. I know I do. You, you'll be dehydrated from it. So because you're dehydrated, your body is then holding on to water. Again, water retention, it's all temporary. Stress can also be another factor that leads to water retention. Now, someone did say to me, so Lorna, I've, I've just come back after the Christmas period. I've started working out again. And the the scales have gone up. Like, I, I don't get it. What's going on here? Now, what is or what can go on here is temporary water retention again, because when you start to work your muscles, the way you get stronger sounds a bit awful, okay, but this is what happens. The way you get stronger is your muscles create micro tears. So you create a stimulus on the muscle. For example, if I start lifting weights, I create little micro tears in the muscles and then the body knits it back together stronger than it was before so it sounds horrible but it's a it's a fascinating process it really is but to do that it needs water <laughs> so it's going to hold on to a little bit of water again temporarily so all of these things can lead to temporary temporary weight gain there's absolutely nothing to be worried about whatsoever it will go so if you were standing on the scales and you're like, what is going on? I just wouldn't bother. I've just put the scales away. You don't need the scales. The scales are just a number. You are not a number. And actually they can be a really, really rubbish, 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 rubbish measure of progress. But it doesn't tell you your body composition, so your muscle to fat ratio. It doesn't tell you how you feel in your clothes. It doesn't tell you how you're sleeping. It doesn't tell you anything about your heart health, your lung health, your bone strength, your muscle strength. It doesn't tell you about your relationships. It doesn't tell you anything about improving your life and your health and your well-being. So if you find that standing on the scales really affects you, your motivation, the way you feel about yourself, chuck them away. People have managed to lose weight in the past and maintain their weight in the past without a scale. You don't need it. If you want to measure your progress, I would say the best ways you could do it, if you wanted to, is to take photos of yourself, say like six to eight weeks apart, or you could literally quite ask yourself, quite literally ask yourself, how do my clothes feel? How do I feel? Do I feel like I've got more energy? Am I sleeping better? Am I hydrating myself better? Am I eating better? And remember, we're not looking for perfection, we're just looking for better. We're looking for progress. Am I sticking to a good workout routine? Am I getting stronger? These are the questions that you want to be asking yourself, not, oh, is my weight one, like one pound heavier than it was the day before? Who cares? No one, no one cares about that. It's just you in your mind. So if that's gonna affect you and the way you show up and your motivation to keep going with your health and your fitness journey, get rid of them, don't need them. Anyway, we've talked about temporary weight gain during the Christmas period. Now, I just wanna put this into figures for you. So to gain one pound of fat, you need to eat in excess 3,500 calories. So that would, that would equal one pound of fat. So to put that into a little bit of context, that would probably be about 87 miniature hero chocolates. It might be round about 44 glasses of Prosecco. This is on top of what you're having normally to gain one pound of fat. So you need to be having, you know, quite a lot. And just because a lot of people will sit there and have like, I don't know, 10 miniature heroes. Oh my gosh, disaster. It's really not disaster. It won't make a difference. Don't worry. The thing that does make a difference is if you think like that and then you think, oh, well, I've done that. So what I'm going to do is just carry on and carry on. It's like, um, I love this analogy. I've forgotten where I got it from now, but I love this analogy. Like if you spill a bit of milk, what would you do? You'd say, oh no, I've just spilled a bit of milk. Let's just go wipe that up. You wouldn't go, oh no, I spilled some milk on the floor. I know, <laughs> might as well spill the rest. You wouldn't do it, so don't do it to yourself. <laughs> so that is literally how much, how many calories, how much you would need to intake to gain one pound of fat. So let's put it into context. Now, if you're in a situation where, okay, Lorna, yeah, I probably got some of that temporary weight gain, but I know that I definitely gained weight as well. Or, and or, yep, Lorna, I know, but I've been trying to lose weight for a really long time now and I just don't know what to do. I don't know what, what, what can I do? How can I make sure that this year is the year that I actually lose weight and keep it off? I'm going to give you a few tips. Hello, Laura. Hi, Joe. Hi, Sarah. Hey, good to see you. Um, So here are your tips. Are you ready? It's a little bit of mindset, mindset going on here. But the first thing I mentioned right at the very start is keep it simple. Keep it so simple. Go back to the basics. And this is what we're going to be doing in the January 2024 challenge. I'm going to bring everyone back into basics, into the core four. How's your sleep? Let's check in with that every week. How's your diet? Remember, we're not looking for perfection. We always go by the 70-30 rule. So 70% of the foods that you're eating and that you're choosing are really nourishing for your body. So you're thinking lean proteins, you're thinking foods that literally come from the ground. So your less processed foods, things that you're going to put into your body, vitamins, minerals, things that are going to do something for your body that are going to help you. And 30% of the you know, bit of what you want. Maybe if you want the glass of wine or you want the chocolate or you want the pizza, things that aren't as nourishing, that aren't necessarily going to add, add to you, to your nourishment <laughs> to, to give things to your body. But it's a bit of, I suppose, food for the mind, isn't it? mind and the eye. Um, you know, it's, all, it's totally allowed. It's all part of a balance. We'll also be looking at getting into good routines with your exercise, making sure that you choose something that's gonna work for you. So one thing that I'm trying to implement with my squaddies this year is getting everyone to really good and consistent routines. And this is why we do the lives at the same time every day, half past six every morning, and then half past nine every morning, or you can choose when you do that, when works for you. And I personally think by doing a little bit every day and doing it at the same time and building it into your daily routine, It just becomes part of what you do and just, yeah, a part of your daily routine. So when you don't do it, it feels weird not doing it because it's part of you. It's like brushing your teeth. (laughs) It's just part of your day. And I think that is the key to getting into really good routines and getting into habits. Make it something you do. But to do that, you've got to get over that that hurdle. You've got to take that information, you've got to implement it. And when the going gets tough and you don't feel like doing it, it's time to pull on your big girl panties and just get it done. It really is. And you've got to think, when we were growing up and you learned how to walk, you would have fallen over quite a lot of times. It would have been something that was probably quite painful something you didn't really want to do and something that, yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable falling over. What did we do? We tried to get back up again. Did anyone really tell us to do that or did we just try and do it because we knew that was the thing that we should be doing so that we could walk? Do you see where I'm, what I'm getting at here? The things that get you stronger, that get you to where you want to be, that get you to progress, as in get you to get up and walk... Are going to be uncomfortable and they're not going to feel nice. We've got to get over that feeling of avoiding discomfort. Okay? So you will you will hit a point. If you're just at the start of your journey, say you've been doing your your January New Year's resolutions for a couple of weeks you will hit a point where this is gonna feel hard. This is gonna get hard. And you've gotta get over that hurdle. Get over that hurdle because that's where the growth is. We don't get to that point and think, oh, this is a little bit uncomfortable. Oh, this is such an effort. I'm not motivated anymore. I just, yeah, I can't do it. No, pull on your big girl panties, get it done because that's where the growth is gonna happen. So just bear that in mind and be like, oh, this is the hurdle Lorna was talking about. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to do it anyway. (laughs) So that is what I would always remember. So firstly, we said, keep it simple. And that is what we're going to be doing in our January 2024 challenge. And the difference here is I'm giving you the targets. I'm telling you what to do. I'm giving you the information and then it's down to you to implement it. But, but here's the thing, I'm going to be keeping you accountable because I'll be checking in with you every week and you'll also be part of a group, a group of ladies start at the same time and some of my squaddies who are doing that little reboot to motivate each other and I think when you're accountable to yourself, to me and to everyone else, you're going to get it done, you've got to get it done and you know what, we will go through those hurdles where it feels harder but then we're going through it together and we can push each other and get that reboot that we're after in January. So I'm so excited about starting, I can't even tell you. We're starting on the 15th of January. Okay, so keep it simple, implement it. That's what we need to do. Think about, so the second thing is thinking about your future self. So the best person to give you advice is your future self. So when you're making decisions, just stop and think, Would my future self want this? Like if they were looking back into the past at me right now, would they be proud of this decision? Is this decision getting me any closer to where I want to be right now? I think it's about putting that barrier in place and just thinking, okay, stop. Remember that you have a choice. You are the only person that is going to make your body move. No one's going to do that for you. They're just going to, help you, I guess, but no one's going to move your body for you. And you are the person that is putting food into your mouth, literally past your lips. So remember that you have a choice and you always have a choice and whether you are going to make decisions that align with your future goals and your future self. So where do you want to be? What does that future person look like? start acting like them and start making the decisions that they would make. And that is how you're going to get closer. So if your future self gets up and does a 6.30am live class with me every morning, Monday to Friday, they're taking their water bottle to work, they're sipping throughout the day, they're cutting back on alcohol. They are, I don't know, whatever your goals are, they're making sure they're hitting their protein. They're actually for once getting seven hours of sleep every night how can you start to act like that person when your alarm goes off at 20 past six for the half past six class don't hit snooze you're gonna get up you're gonna go even if you don't feel like it because that's what future you would do so start acting like them and then I would just really really think about what you want and take it step by step there are so many ways, and there's always room for improvement, but there are so many ways that we can improve our health and our fitness all the time. So, how about just choosing three? Choosing three things that you want to focus on and not worrying about anyone else. This is a side tip. I wasn't going to mention this, but a lot of people get really, really hung up on what other people are doing and comparing themselves, whether that be on social media or in their friendship groups or even in like an exercise group or a, a fitness community comparing themselves to other people but you don't know what other people are doing you don't know how long they've been on their fitness journey for you don't know you don't know what's going on in their in their life in their personal life you don't know their time constraints you don't know what their particular goals are so there's literally no point in comparing yourself with anyone else you just got to stay in your lane and focus on you We're in a group to lift each other up and to motivate each other on our way to getting healthier and to getting fitter. But everyone's healthier and fitter is going to look slightly different. And one analogy that I absolutely love is the baking your cake analogy. Okay, listen to this. I absolutely love this. So there is no point in comparing your cake with anyone else's. So if someone else has taken the cake out of the oven, they're already putting the icing and the gorgeous little sprinkles on top, and they've even got the glitter sprinkles and everything, and you're still there weighing your ingredients out, or you haven't even put it in the oven yet, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, look at her. She's got all the frosting, the sprinkles, and I'm literally just trying to stir my cake here, or wherever you're at with your cake. Well, whatever. You know, that person might be making cakes for years. They might have the best training. They might know exactly what they're doing. They might bake the same cake every single time. And they might really like frosting. And you might absolutely hate the taste of that cake. Don't compare yourself with anybody else's journey. It's completely and utterly pointless. Focus on your cake and making your cake the best you can for you. that's a little top tip that I have. So... Let's keep it simple. Let's think about making decisions that would take us closer to that future version of ourselves rather than further away. And let's not worry about comparing ourselves with anybody else. Let's work together. Now, if this has resonated with you and you wanna go into the new year and lose weight and keep it off for good, but also really, really build that relationship with your health and fitness, then comment below on this video. <laughs> below (laughs) comment below jan 24 and i will send you the details to a talk that i'm doing on sunday all about our january 2024 challenge it's just going to be a chat on zoom a bit of a drop-in q a style thing so you can ask questions all about it what it entails and i can tell you can tell you exactly what we're going to be doing or if you if you've already decided lorna do you know what i'm in i'm in i'm in let's go then message me and I could also send you the link to sign up Um, or just comment below. Comment below, I know, comment below, sign up. So you comment below, jam 24 or comment below, sign up or just message me. (laughs) Just message me that's easier. Anyway, I hope that has been a bit of motivation for you, a bit of inspiration and just kind of putting things into context a little bit and know that there's no, there's no race, you know, health, health and fitness is a journey. It is never going to end. And there's always going to be room for improvement. So don't worry about trying to race towards these quick fixes. Let's find something that's going to work, that's going to make you feel amazing this year. So you're going to have a healthier, happier and fitter 2024. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I will see you soon, squaddies. I am back in the live classes on Monday. I'm getting everything sorted over the next few days. So we are raring to go for Monday. I will see you all soon, everyone. Thank you ever so much for joining again. Bye.